Looking for a summer internship in STEM? We know that Black workers continue to be underrepresented in the STEM workforce. In fact, Black folk make up 11% of the U.S. workforce overall, but we only represent 9% of STEM workers. And our sponsor, the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, is working on this, right? We partnered with Fund to Foundation in support of their InternX program. Now, InternX is an ambitious new initiative. It's working to match 10,000 skilled young adults nationwide with quality internship opportunities by the year 2020. But here's what's up. We need your help. We need you to share the word. Tell everybody about this awesome internship opportunity for our young adults. I want you to hop on over right now if you want to learn more or register. Visit bit.ly slash CBME intern X. Again, that's bit.ly slash CBME intern X. Click on the link there to register. Be sure to select the Campaign for Black Male Achievement as the affiliate organization that referred you. Let's get our young folk registered so they can begin to gain access to the benefits of this awesome new program. You're listening to the Trailblazers.fm podcast, where we'll explore the stories of today's successful Black professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Join us to access the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished professionals and come away with the know-how, confidence, and motivation you'll need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen A. Hart. What's up, Blazer Nation? Welcome to episode 175 of the Trailblazers.fm podcast. Our feature trailblazer for today is Stephen Chandler. Stephen Chandler is a senior pastor of Destiny Church here in Columbia, Maryland. Pastor Stephen is a bold, encouraging, and life-giving young brother. He's built a community of thousands of people. He's known for creating this exciting culture and a focus on leading entire families to a passionate relationship with God. You're going to feel his passion today. He's working to help people discover their God-given destiny, and he's given up his life, really, to help others find fulfillment. In our conversation, we discussed, and Stephen really opened up and shared some thoughts on how we can begin to develop the right routines and habits that are going to help us to prioritize and grow as Christians. And heads up, all the show notes, resources, and links mentioned in today's episode can be found over at tbpod.com. That said, let's get set to receive today's mission field from our future trailblazer, Stephen Chandler. Stephen, welcome to Trailblazers.fm, my brother. Hey, I'm man. so excited to have this convo with you. I am. Um, I've been waiting on this. I'm going to just start off and say big ups to my brother Anthony for making this connection. Hey, yo. We start off in every conversation on Trailblazers from a place of gratitude. <laughs> and so I'd love to know what's an unexpected blessing that you're most grateful for in your life right now. Well, I think right now I am grateful for the team that is around me. I think obviously first and foremost for my family, for my wife, for my two kids, and it may not sound much like a team, but my wife and my kids are kind of like the biggest source of joy ever. Absolutely. So when I come home, like long day, stressed out or whatever, maybe kids come running, screaming. It's like a instant shot of energy. Yes. And then the staff and the leaders at the church, I think 
I never realized that there are people that can care about your vision as much as you do. And that can actually take it on personally and run with it at a level that as a visionary, it actually makes you a little uncomfortable because you're like, are they giving too much? Are they going too hard? Are they making too many sacrifices? Wow. But God has surrounded me with people that have just taken hold of the vision and are just running it with it yeah. in an amazing way. So I love that. Man. Yeah. So you're just telling me something while like you're of Bajan roots. I am. I'm a Bajan Yankee. Yeah. So I was born in Baltimore. Parents are Bajan. I eat like a Caribbean. <laughs> I talk like an American. So I have the best of both worlds. I play soccer, yeah. but I also play basketball. So I guess nice. I'm just a... My daughter would love hanging with you. <laughs> she loves both. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you learn how to fit That's into right. both worlds. So it works That's out right. well. So Maryland, born and bred. Did you grow up in the church? I did. I grew When I say I grew up in the church, I was born on a Sunday. My dad was preaching. And my mom's water broke in the middle of the message. So when I said I grew up in church, like you can't grow up more in church than I did. But I mean, I just grew up in church. I grew up in a small church in Baltimore. So I played drums. I played bass. I played guitar. I did student ministry. I was just kind of involved in everything. everything. And it was probably around, honestly, about 16 when church wasn't something I was dragged to, but it just something lit inside of me and it became a passion of my own. Prior to 16, I was running from it as fast as I could. <laughs> but something just That's just still a pretty early age though, it is. to it act is. to yourself and to kind of know where you're called. So today you're this young, somewhat say radical senior pastor yeah. of Destiny Church. Um, and I think it's divine. It's the way that Anthony brought me here because I first came to this church to listen to Anthony. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Today's my first time listening to you live. Oh, wow. Your message live. It's crazy. And checking you out on YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. and feeling you out. But what drives you right now to do the work that you're doing at Destiny? Well, I think what drove me from day one, and it's kind of what happened at 16, and I'm not blaming my family or my older sister, but I grew up in a big family, one of five kids. My dad is one of 14. Yeah. Uh, I was like 14 aunts and uncles on my dad's side alone, 35 cousins. And when you kind of grow up in a crowd like that, especially yeah. as an introvert, yeah. it's very easy to feel invisible. And I remember growing up, my older sister was phenomenal, but she was just gifted on levels that were just abnormal. She, she was a classical pianist, you know, wow. super educated, gotten a whole bunch of Ivy League schools and all that. And I think seeing how great she was was kind of intimidating for me and had me kind of doubting my own ability. And I remember at 16, and this was kind of part of the whole transformation, yeah. I stumbled across this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, yes. for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And it's not that I just read it, it exploded in my heart. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I realized that I was not a mistake, that God had a unique plan and a purpose and that he had placed giftings inside of me that the world needed. So you ask what drives me? The fact that so many people feel invisible. So many people don't realize that they're not a mistake, that they're not forgotten, that there's something that God has placed inside of them that the world needs. And I find when people feel invisible, they do one of two things. They either become overambitious and they work themselves to death because they're trying to prove to the world that they have some offer. I'm the same way. I'm driven. I'm just like... I got to make this happen because nobody's going to do it for me. Or they just shrink back and they say, what's the use of even trying? 
because nobody's going to notice anyway. Both of it is, is based in the same thing of not realizing that God has something unique and he has something that he's called you to do. And I dare say, if you don't do what we call destiny, there's no plan B. Like you can only leave your impact here on earth. So obviously my goal is to help people connect with Jesus, Mm -hmm. but more so to find that he has placed something special inside of them that the world needs. Wow. Wow. I got chills (laughs) because Jeremiah 29, 11 took me out of, is the verse I anchor myself to. Yeah. That brought me out of probably my darkest valley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And as you touched on, like, I just went into overdrive mode. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, we don't have time, but when I say 16, I was always yeah. a little bit more advanced. Yeah. So at that point, stumbling across that verse, I was battling with depression and thoughts of, do I want to live anymore? And all that wow. other kind of stuff. So that verse literally just rescued my life and, you know, launched me into a life of purpose. Yeah. What do you think you've had to sacrifice to help the church get to where it is today? in the way it's thriving. I am not going to give a pity party, (laughs) but I think the first thing that comes to mind is what have I not had to sacrifice? I think, I mean, is this trailblazers? Yes. Whenever you blaze a trail, you go a path that hasn't been gone before. Exactly. Which means that people are not going to understand what you're doing until you break out into whatever clearing you're going to. So I think for a lot of it, first and foremost, I had to sacrifice having cheerleaders in my corner and people that understood me and people that really believed in what I was doing. I think I obviously had family that believed in me, but I had other people that were just like, I couldn't see it. I don't understand it. I remember I told one family member that I was going to follow my dad's footsteps and go into the ministry. And they literally cried. And they're like, how are you going to feed your family? Like do something more with your life. Like go get a degree, go, you know, become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. There's nothing that there's anything wrong with those things. It's just that's not what God called me to do. And people were so fearful of me following the call of God. So there's that. I turned down some pretty lucrative jobs that would have taken me to a region of the country that God didn't call me to or diverted me from ministry. I remember when I was in college, my roommate said I missed the entire college experience. One time he was just frustrated because he invited me to a party and I wasn't going. He said, dude, this is you. And this is life passing you by. <laughs> and I, I'll never forget it because now here, you know, 12 years later, I'm like, well, I guess life didn't pass me by. But back in college, I wasn't at any of the parties. I wasn't hanging out, not because I was so holy, but because as soon as class was over, I jumped in my car, I drove back to Baltimore. By the way, I went to University of Maryland, College Park, feared the turtle, best school on planet Earth. <laughs> but I had to make that 45 minute commute every day back to Baltimore because I was a youth pastor at the church and I was getting involved in all that other good stuff. So I sacrificed having fun and living the college life that people deem, man, the end all and be all. But I'll tell you, if you sacrifice early, later down the road, you will be living a life and walking in things that people wish that they had, but you don't get it overnight. You get it from 10 years of sacrifice and denying yourself yes. and all that other kind of stuff. Yes, so. yes, yes. So hang with me here because this morning, literally, we're in a series, as I shared with you, talking mm-hmm. with black men who are fathers, who are husbands, who are blazing their trail. And 
I, like you, we touched on this earlier, identify with being a Jamaican, I identify with being a Christian, I identify with being a husband of almost 11 years, mm-hmm. I identify with being a father to two amazing crumbs naturally. <laughs> my daughter Layla is almost nine. Oh, wow. We'll be nine by the time this episode goes live. My son Nigel will be five in the summer. Nigel, that's a Jamaican. And, uh, <laughs> by day, here's the Jamaican side. By day, I'm a marketing manager for a software firm. And after the nine to five, I'm a brand manager, brand strategist for individuals building their amazing personal brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a podcaster on Trailblazers. Over and cheaper, I love it. With all that I've said, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know how I make it through a typical day. But, you know, I describe myself as a Christian working to blaze this trail. But with all of that, I've found that the many different things that I'm doing, Mm-hmm. I found that it's taken away from my focus mm-hmm. and relationship with God. So mm-hmm. be totally honest. Yeah, yeah. Right. You touched on something this morning that I just feel like God really just had me think of going into stretch on. But I love your thoughts on how we can begin to develop more routine and habits mm-hmm. that help us to prioritize and grow as Christians, especially as black men, helping us to fill our cups on something you talked about this morning to be able to lead our lives, lead our wives or husbands for women listening and our kids. Yeah. Well, I think the basis of habits is really what you value. Mm -hmm. What you value, you'll find time for and you'll put systems in your life to make those happen. We eat because we know we're going to pass out if we don't. I was going to say we sleep but in our overachiever world, we tend not to. We put three, four hours in. And I mean, I remember early on grinding, you know, you're around friends that brag about sleeping four hours a night. Yeah. But you fast forward that 30 years and you're talking about ulcers and all this other type of stuff. Like yeah. after a while, you learn That's sleep is a necessity. Your body no good. Yeah. yeah, you're not invincible. So I think it starts with I have to see my relationship with God not as an addition, but as my source. So let me say it this way. I will never make as much money as I can if God's not my source. My business will never become as great as it could if God's not my source. My career won't get as far as it can be. My marriage won't be as great. My children won't be as great or whatever it may be. God's not an addition. He is a source of energy. He gives me wisdom. He gives me direction. I'll throw this story out there really quickly. I have a friend who owned a IT finance company and built it really, really great. People were watching and someone made him an offer and it was more money than he ever thought possible. Went home and he prayed about it, just didn't have a piece about it. He had no other offers, one offer on the table, but he ended up turning it down because he just didn't have a piece from God about it. A year later, another company came and offered him 10 times the offer that he got that he would have been willing to take the first time. He called it a golden parachute. And he said, the year after I turned down that offer, I felt like the biggest idiot. I felt like I was some super spiritual, like what were you off of a feeling right. you turned down a bad idea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it turned out to be God and it was greater than he ever thought possible. People think that God is a religious thing. God is a life thing. Mm-hmm. He will move you forward faster yeah. than any great idea, any pedigree, any degree, any alma mater. So once you see him as your source, yeah. then all of a sudden you figure out this is non-negotiable. So I got to figure out where do I put this in? If you have a meeting on your calendar, you're not going to stand up your boss. You're not going to stand up a client. 
you're not going to stand up God. Yeah. So you got to see that as non-negotiable. And then after that, there's simple stuff like, hey, when do I have my most energy? And let me start that with God. So if I'm a morning person, I'm going to spend, even if it's 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend 15 minutes reading one verse and just thanking God for his presence in my life and just releasing everything that I have to do. If I'm a night owl, 15 minutes before I go to bed, I'm going to spend that time just thanking God for what he's doing when I'm going into the next day or whatever it may be. And it's not that we have to be reading the whole chapter, right? I love that it's a read a verse. Yeah. Get in the habit. You can read a whole chapter, but you're not going to remember it all. Right. You're not going to apply it all. So I rather you read it. Not that reading a chapter is too much, no. but take what you're actually going to use and apply it to your life yeah. and then go on to the next. I have pastors, friends of pastors of thousands of members of churches that they read one verse for a month and they just unpack that verse until they feel like they've sucked it dry mm-hmm. and then they go on to the next. So obviously you're called to lead a flock, right? Mm. But for the average Joe, for the average brother that's listening to this episode, right? What can they do in a practical way to fill up their wives, fill up their, and start teaching your kids? Yeah. Well, I think one thing that people have to understand about the Bible is that it applies to every area of your life. It's not like the Bible's for the spiritual things and then you go live life. The Bible says God has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. So like I just said in that message I just preached, but I recommend everybody find the areas of your life that you're not satisfied with. What's the weak area? Is it your marriage? Is it your money? Is it your kids? Find the area of your life where you have the least amount of confidence or you want the greatest results and then figure out what God says about that. God's word speaks about discipline. A lot of us, you know, I'd probably say all of us are never as disciplined as we want to be. We're like, man, I shouldn't be messing up here, messing up there or whatever. So find out where you want your life built and then dive in God's word. What do you want your kids to become? Dive in God's word and find it and then speak it over them. I love you, man. Brethren, that message this morning, I'm going to make sure I... Because this, this message will be, yep, it'll be on YouTube. YouTube. Yep, yep. I'm going to make sure I link up to that message because I want everyone listening to that message. <laughs> it really hit home for me. We're between services right here. So I yeah, have yeah, yeah. a couple more minutes. But before we let go of this episode, what's a couple of books that you're filling up on? Yeah, yeah. Both on the business side as well as maybe some of the spiritual books that you're diving into right now that you think we should add to our summer arsenal. So believe it or not, I read a lot of business books and as a pastor of a church that started out at 50 people and is now, you know, thousands of people, it's a very entrepreneurial world. So one of my favorite books, I'll give you two of my favorite books is The Mm E-Myth, Revisited, Why uh, Most Small Businesses Fail. And the premise of that book is that as a business owner, if you don't have employees that can replace you, you're not a business owner. You just own your job (laughs) and you have to learn how to work systems out. I love good to great because I think good to great, whatever area of your life that you're in, it challenges you not to accept the status quo. And I think in terms of a spiritual book, there's a book called The God I Never Knew by Robert Morris. And it talks about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. If you know the Bible, you know, Jesus died on the cross, rose again. Then he stood in front of the disciples and he rose into heaven. Jesus is gone. (laughs) He's in heaven. But he said, I haven't left you here by yourself. I've put God inside of you, the Holy Spirit. 
And so many of us don't realize the power of God that we have inside of us. Once again, not just power to be spiritual, but power to be great fathers, to be great CEOs, to be great entrepreneurs, to be great executive and career people and doctors and lawyers and all that. Mm -hmm. And if you can tap into the power of God that's in you, I dare say you have an unfair advantage over people that don't realize they have access to the power of God. I love it, man. Listen, one last question for you. Yeah, yeah. What's one action or please an Asian? They call our community or please an Asian. What's one action or please an Asian should take this week that's going to help them to blaze their trail? This is going to sound so funny, but learn to talk to yourself. Wow. Learn to talk to yourself. I just find that some of the great leaders, they determine the soundtrack of their life instead of letting other people in the circumstances determine the soundtrack of their life. Touch on what you touched on about Satan in the end of this message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, Satan, the Bible says, is the enemy of all humanity, not just Christians. And he's constantly whispering in people's ear that they cannot accomplish whatever it is that God's laid on their heart. Satan can't curse you, but he can get you to curse yourself by speaking things of negativity or fear or worry or whatever it may be. So he'll whisper, for example, in your field, he'll whisper in your ear, you don't have enough market share. There's another marketing company that's bigger, that's better, that's more innovative or whatever it may be. You should quit now because it doesn't even worth it. If you dare repeat that out of your mouth, guess what's going to become the reality? You've said it. You've made it become possible. Mm -hmm. So in other words, instead, you begin to speak over your life. Man, there is a client out there that is set apart for me. There is a problem that God has called me to fix in this industry. The world needs what I have to offer. Failure is not final. I'm going to move forward. And it's not like, you know, self-help type of stuff or then just look in the mirror and tell yourself that you're great. But it's literally when I say about me, what God says about me, about my family, about my business, it will come to pass. So figure out the area in your life that you're not getting the results that you want and change what you're saying about yourself and about that area and see what happens. Pastor Stephen Chandler, God bless you, my brother. Stephen, <laughs> love you, man. Right. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Nehart, and you've been listening to the Trailblazers.fm podcast. If you're not yet doing so, consider following Trailblazers.fm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and feel free to connect with me over on LinkedIn. Whenever you're posting stories or social media posts about Trailblazers.fm, be sure to use the hashtag TBPod and hashtag MissionFuel. We'll be able to see you and I'll be able to show some love. And in case you're not aware, our show notes for all our episodes can be found on our website over at TBPod.com. Now, if today was your first time listening, I just want to say big ups, enough respect for checking us out. You've made this Jamaican guy really happy that you're here with us today. And I'd love your help with keeping this black excellence flowing each and every week. So if you haven't yet subscribed, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search trailblazers.fm and subscribe, rate, and review us there. Be sure to browse through some of our past episodes. There are more than 150 published episodes now. And a little something is out there for everyone to help keep the knowledge flowing. We grow when you, as part of our Blazer Nation community, shares and invites your friends and family to listen to an episode 
you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories are going to be moved to make significant changes that have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Blaze the Nation, go out today and find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Thank you.